Oh, geez. I wish I had some good fantasy to read. Is that a fact, Reuben? It is, mister. Well, as it just so happens, good friend and supporter of the show, author Cody James, is writing a new book. Well, what's it called? It's called Light and Shadow. Well, what's it about? Well, they say that when it's your time to die, you're judged in the afterlife. If you've lived a good life, you go to heaven. But if you sinned, well, then you go to hell. And when you get there, you're sent to the circle most fitting of your behavior. Well, they're half right. For in the black city, pain is currency and punishment is the law. But what did I do to deserve this? Oh, that's right. I was born. For as long as most of us can remember, heaven and hell have been at war, angels against demons. But what happens when you are the offspring of a cursed union between the two? I can't wait to find out. Well, you can! In January of next year, when the book is planned to release, with Cody publishing it himself. It sounds like a great fit for anybody who likes D&D or fantasy in general. Sounds like well, a great... Sounds great. I can't wait to read it. I would certainly agree. And I hope our listeners also can't wait to read it. You can find out more information from Cody's Facebook page, which is uh, Cody James Author. He will have a hyperlink and you will be able to acquire the book anywhere audiobooks are available. That's awesome. With hardcovers available later. Well, thanks, Cody James. Thank you, Cody James. Two Towns Over is a podcast where we explore the fascinating world of urban legends, conspiracy theories, and campfire tales to find out if there are any truths behind the legends. With dark humor and natural curiosity, we tackle the darkened streets of the town we all know. Welcome to the town with no name. This is Two Towns Over. There we go. Amazing. All right, well, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Now this is the most chaotic start to an episode. That How we've ever did had. we get here? <laughs> oh my god. Just so all types of shit <laughs> just why not <laughs> why not feedback let's just everybody chew on the broken mic headphones. let's go broken yeah. headphones start out by Dogs. pegging Mike. <laughs> Dude, poor poor mike or yeah. lucky mike yeah Whatever depends what prefers. mike likes mm-hmm. i want to be like mike all right so anyways we're gonna try pegged? again pegged pegged yes aha welcome to the podcast young brand <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> welcome to two towns over uh, I am Don. I'm Ruben. I'm Josh. And we have a special guest in the studio today, though he may get his ass thrown out if he keeps it up. Uh, we got Brandon, <laughs> and we brought him on today, because today we're going to be talking about uh, video game urban legends. But uh, before So everyone knows, um, again, in the group chat, Don is Moth Daddy. <laughs> I myself am Cocoon Lad. And I believe that Josh over here is Caterpillar Boy. Which I still right. don't fully understand, but I like it. Well, it's a... A boy, then uh-huh. a lad, and then a daddy. Ah, okay. And it's a caterpillar, a cocoon, <laughs> and then a moth. Okay, that makes so sense. So he's moth right. man, yeah, but like he's it. a daddy. And then uh, Brandon <laughs> here, Brandon here is uh, 
Exact baby. Exact baby. <laughs> no. No. But no. just for today. Just for You're today. Honorary exact baby. Uh, if you don't get eaten by uh, aphids, we'll yes. let you back. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get into today's episode, um, we got a little update. Uh, we got to be a little vague on what's going on. We, uh, for those of you listening uh, at this point. It's our first correction. Yeah. We. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, put in our place a little bit by uh, an anonymous source, or someone who asked being anonymous, about the Highgate vampire. Uh, we were informed that, or, unfortunately... Or ghost. Or ghost. Or ghost. Yeah, yeah. We were informed that, unfortunately, David Ferrant, uh, one of the uh, battling vampire slayers, did pass away in 2019. So Google mm-hmm. let me down, but also it was during a pandemic, so like Google probably was like, yeah, well, it has started over in Europe, so maybe. Yeah. Oh, true. Okay, okay. Um, fair enough, fair enough. But, um, and in the course of us learning about this information, we were given a lot more information that we were unaware of. Uh, so we're going to go back uh, probably the next few weeks and touch back on the Highgate Vampire uh, saga. We've got um, apparently a lot to go through, so yeah. give us a bit. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it in a, a bit more of a, a detailed manner because we just kind of we covered the whole thing over the span of I don't know forty minutes yeah. in the the Campfire Tales episode because yeah. we also did the the cemetery, yeah, Stull Stull Cemetery, yeah. But exactly. also, I you know I just thought it'd be a fun little story. I didn't realize right. that there was a lot more to it, so we, we didn't focus on lot. the aftermath. Don, yes. that's how the world is. Well, <laughs> it's like it's like how therapy works too. It's like, well, here's a quick little blurb about my childhood, and they're like, oh yeah, let's dig into that. And you say, oh yeah, I guess that's because of this other random small aspect. Okay, yeah, let's dig into that. Right? And you're like, <laughs> we've been here for three years. Where? How? <laughs> And so, now we need to do uh, a whole nother yeah. deep dive on yep. that situation because it turns out... When you're trying as, to describe part of a life, that's how it right. works. Yeah. Well, it also turns out that as uh, crazy as the whole situation sounded when we were talking about it, it's uh, actually even crazier and goes on much longer than we thought I it did. I am so happy about that. Oh, I know, right? Oh, yeah. man. So be on the lookout uh, a few weeks from I now. Mean, We'll be returning to uh, Highgate. Uh, it's going to be a minute because we have a lot of research to do to cover that yeah. one correctly. I would like to say I am because of our anonymous source. I am happy that that is like a, it's a crazy story. Yeah. I feel like I may be sad for part of it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> may, maybe, maybe. So we want to we want to do it right, and we we did have a lot of fun, and it was well needed after the Mangala episode. That is it was certain. oh my god, but. Um, Apparently, there is a serious side to this, and it's not all uh, laughter. So we will be getting back to that, so keep your eyes out for that. Um, I think that's pretty much all the housekeeping we need to do. So today, uh, like I said, we're doing Urban Legend. Uh, yeah, of course we're doing Urban Legends. Yes, Don, that is <laughs> we're doing, the title. We're doing video game Urban Legends, and uh, Josh was so brave as to uh, take the lead on this one. Yeah, which, What's Ooh. up, motherfuckers? I'm getting in the driver's seat today. Yeah, which may not have been the brightest thing to do, considering the last time we were together, he and Ruben decided to hand me my ass the entire time we recorded <laughs> Bloody Mary. How's that different from any other day, Don? You guys were relentless during we Bloody Mary. We really were. Yeah, that was, we, we were on our worst behavior well, for that episode. Well, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were. Also, um, it, we were, re, we, we, you know, peek behind the curtain. We did have to, as if you couldn't get it from the episode itself, we did have to re-record that one. Um, and so we went a little hard. Okay, we went a lot hard. Yeah. <laughs> we went a lot hard because we, we had to have new material. And it was difficult at first to come up with. And then we hit our stride, and Don was a broken, lost. broken man. Law. We we may have yeah, fucked it, him up. <laughs> yeah, it was it was bullying at that point. But like I said, we also have a special guest in the studio today with us. We have Brandon. He's a sixteen year old, and we decided who better to listen to a bunch of video game stories than a sixteen year old. So uh, he's gonna uh, be chiming in. So if you hear someone that sounds a lot like me, but a lot younger. Uh, that would be Brandon. <laughs> rounder glasses. Yes. If yeah, you hear rounder it. glasses. That's... <laughs> and longer hair. Now, see, I think about all the time, like, I think way back to when I was growing up with video games, like, Halo 2 days were, so, were some of, well, I mean, I grew up with, like, the earliest Crash Bandicoots and stuff, but you've gotten to grow up in the era of modern video games, Yo, which is so weird to me so because jealous. you've experienced that whole thing so differently. Have oh, you ever even seen Parappa the Rapper? Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> okay. um, I played that. He's also a passionate boy. He is a passionate Whenever boy. I got into video games, I did... I, I, I really do enjoy like the classic mm-hmm. video. I grew up with the PS2. I... I have a Game Boy Advance in my room. I've yeah. played all of like the classic games. I don't just focus on the more modern games. In fact, mm-hmm. most modern games I don't really uh, play. Like re- the game I've been playing the most recently is um, the Halo games. Like, yeah, the old Halo games. Albeit through the Master the, the, Chief. Yeah, the yeah, Master the Chief remasters. But yeah, exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing. Is that it's, you get the remastered versions of these old games, and they're great. I play, like, I'm a huge Zelda nerd. Very. Yep. I got the tats and all to prove it. Like, I've literally got the ring on. I was going to say, right you're wearing now. a Triforce ring um, at this exact moment. And I, I love the remasters, but, like, it's, it's, it's a different experience from the original game, if only for the graphics. And some of those remasters switch up the controls and, and modernize yeah, the controls right. a little bit. Like, if you try to go play Mario Sunshine again, you guys, mm-hmm. that shit has the inverted camera controls, and oh. you cannot switch it. You can't. That's and some rough. of that shit is Who like plays inverted? twitching. Sociopaths. It's like some of that is like very precise camera work that you have to yeah. do in that game. And it's like it's such a different experience to me to watch it happen. My my roommate Brian has a uh, he's got a twelve year old, and he mm-hmm. plays like those same game, you know the the remasters and the Call of Duty Warzone and right. all that. And like it's almost I want to sit him down and make him play old Halo. Right. Well, one thing I loved, I actually I replayed um, Halo one and two. Uh, in the Master Chief collection with an online friend of mine and there's throughout the entire time you're playing those you can hit a button that switches the graphics between uh the old and the new that's cool. so you can literally just like look out at this big beautiful vista that's rendered in 4k 60 frames per second well because i'm on console pc nerds are hitting 600 frames a second i know but uh yeah do your little fucking tiktok dance you zoomer <laughs> oh uh, <laughs> 
fucking kids these days, am I right? <laughs> um, and then you, you can hit a button and you're back to like all the weird polygonal textures and the yes. stars that With are the clearly fucking triangle just, like, heads and yeah, shit. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I want to make a kid play Doom. Oh. OG Doom. Old yeah. ass Doom, yes. Doom you can't even look up and down, motherfucker. Bro, it's <laughs> one axis. Yep. Doom only. was one of the first games my dad made me play. I remember oh, sitting shit, for real? Course, he sat me down. There course. used to be a computer right behind there. Uh-huh. And he loaded up <laughs> Doom 2, and there were there was no sound. He just plopped me down. I yep. was... I was in like eight or nine. What yeah. the hell was wrong with you? <laughs> I know we're off track, but I do have one more question for Brandon. Have you ever played a text-based RPG? Yes. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, those were really big in the, the era of Flash games, too, yeah. which was probably when, in... when you were really young, Flash games were still uh, all the rage. I, I, I played one called Kid Ard Growing Wolf Up Mud. in a time with computer labs. Right. I know yeah, what yeah, Flash oh, games I know. Are. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I played one called Ardwolf, the, M, the yes. Mud or M-U-D. Ardwolf. I really liked this one where you... Uh, it that was, one was it fun. It was like Ardwolf. M-U-D. M- mud. M-U-D-D. Oh, it was yeah, M-U-D. yeah, yeah. I might be wrong. Might be. Uh, yeah, it was something like that. I know like the one that. you're talking about. Was there, like, was, yeah. there was one that was uh, kind of like a modernized Oregon Trail that I yeah, really liked. That, that was, was It was just one. called Caravan or something. Mm-hmm. You had to go around and trade, but you could actually attack cities and That's take them cool. for yourself and stuff. I... I I just want to quote Aslan. Oh, great. Do not quote. Do not quote. The Jesus lion. Do not quote the scriptures to me. Or what is it? The old magic. magic. Do not quote the old magic to me. The old magic. I was there when it was written. When it was written. (laughs) I had a Pong system. Right. Yeah. My dad had an Atari way back in the day. Atari 2600. Yep. I I, I got to thank dad for completely inadvertently breaking me today oh, by yeah. inviting me on this podcast because I wanted to get into the to the mood for this podcast. Uh-huh. I wanted to get into the like a dark, gritty kind of You've heard our you've been in that room. And and so what I did is I bought the first game to a game that I absolutely love, Postal Two. Postal, oh, I okay. I, I gotcha. I played Postal Two like, uh, last year, and it was it was it was a fun game. It was so terribly off the wall that you couldn't take it serious, right? And what so is I Postal got two. Basically, yeah. imagine GTA had a meth baby. It's oh, just kind of mm-hmm. one of those. It's not supposed to take itself seriously at all. Gotcha, gotcha. And 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 so I got Postal One because I always heard that it was slightly darker than mm-hmm. Postal Two, and I I was like, all right, I, I might as well get into the mood for the podcast. What I did not expect was to be completely broken after yeah. playing. I, 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 was in I my haven't room. seen much about it. I was in my room about an hour ago, and I loaded it up, and I played for about 30 minutes. And basically, the plot of the game is it's just this dude who goes insane and just shoots up the town. Yeah. And you have to shoot up the town. And it... Yeah, I, you're a you're a zoomer for real. That <laughs> shit'll fuck you up. I felt yeah. I, I, I just I felt so we were, sick playing it. We were playing shit like that before Columbine. Like yeah. you yeah, for real, right. like on some real shit. We did not understand. We didn't get it. <laughs> and and I played it for about thirty minutes and, and I thought the game was going by pretty quickly. And so I was just like, you know what, I'll I'll kill it off, won't play it again. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was just completely awful. Right. And 
I get a I get an achievement in the bottom of my screen and I hover over it to see what it is. I was halfway through the game. Yep. And after that I was just like, no, I don't feel no, like No, yeah, I'm good. I'm I've, good. I'm done. I just felt so I was one of the people that felt bad about like killing pigs in Minecraft whenever Dude, I was ten. Right. Yeah, no, I I was one of those people. I could not shoot up a town. I hate for when any there's longer. cute animals in video games and the only thing you can do to interact with them is kill them. Yep. Like let me let it's me let worst. me pet the piggy. God damn it. It's even worse when there are cute animals and things, like in the early Assassin's Creed games, and you can't interact at all. Yeah, they just run away from you, you just, and that's somehow worse. Some of them will just sit there. In the even earlier one, they'll just sit there, and you can just walk through them. Anyway, somebody get us back on track. I don't okay, know. <laughs> all right, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rein us in here, uh, and we're going to go ahead and dive into this. Uh, much the same as our world has unexplainable and creepy occurrences that confound its residents, the virtual worlds of video games are host to many of their own seemingly unexplainable phenomenon. Uh, we'll start with a legend that any and all Zelda fans, Ruben, out there are already expecting. Yeah. Been Drowned. Been Drowned is a creepypasta that originated on the X or paranormal board of 4chan. The original posts by the user Jaduzable were made between the 7th and 15th of September 2010 and are, as most creepypastas, written in first-person perspective. The original story alone is much too long to get all the way into when we have other spooky video game stuff to talk about, so we'll summarize the main events. The narrator begins the story telling us, Okay, X, I need your help with this. This is not a copypasta. This is a long read. But I feel like my safety or well-being, well-being could very well depend on this. This is video game related, specifically Majora's Mask, and this is the creepiest shit that has ever happened in my entire life. And I love that intro for a creepypasta too. Mm -hmm. it, it does draw you in. It does. It's it's that's one of the reasons that like, you know, back in the day when I was playing Zelda's, you know, I got really into um I got really into this one for that reason. Mm -hmm. It's because I started reading it and I was like, damn, this person actually knows how to write. Right, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and a long read is exactly what follows. A surprisingly well-written and unnerving 11,000-word story follows the narrator's experiences with what appears to be a haunted, possessed, or otherwise supernatural copy of Zelda Majora's Mask. Take you the better part of an afternoon. Yes. Yeah. No. Sat down to write this script last night. Just, yeah. I looked at how small the scroll bar was on on the, the full creepypasta for this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, let's... <laughs> After receiving a seemingly pirated copy of the game from a mysterious old man, which on its own sounds That's like... perfect. Yes, exactly. Perfect. Uh, the user finds a pre-existing save file on the cartridge simply titled Bin. Jaduzable decided to check out the save file and found that the previous owner had very nearly completed the game but not quite made it to the end. He opts to leave this save file intact, wanting to preserve Ben's nearly finished game. As the story continues, our narrator's gameplay is plagued by an increasing number of bugs and glitches. He decides to delete the original Ben save file in what comes to be a very regrettable attempt to solve the issues. I actually had a Pokemon game uh, that I had gotten used from GameStop that was kind of like this. It, it, did, it wasn't buggy, per se, but there was a, a save file. It was way farther into the game than I had ever made it. Mine and was, uh, well, everyone got the, the uh, Mario 64 one. Everybody, everybody that I knew had that cartridge. It was the one cartridge that we all traded back and forth, and it was one mm -hmm. dude who had 120 stars, 
and his playthrough was only like six hours long, and you were like, how? And, um, but my favorite one that I ever got that had that was the um, yellow cartridge, Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. With the mm-hmm. save file with somebody who had beaten the game. Really cool. Yep. Don't know whatever happened to that fucking cartridge. I, I lost think, it in a move. I think anybody who grew up in the era of, like, cartridges mm-hmm. and, like, really old discs yeah. knows the feeling of buying, like, a used game at, like, Game Over or GameStop. Right. And seeing, like, someone else's story on there. Like, I had a right. DS or a DSi that just had a bunch of stuff from the old person on it. And it was weird. I would try to like uncover who this person was. Like right. I would go to their yeah. flip note and they had like yeah. these masterclass animations. I was like, well, how the hell did they do that? I found out later that they were just pre-rendered DSI <laughs> flip note animations. <laughs> and I had spent years of my life dedicating to trying to figure out how this dude was so talented. And it was just pre-rendered. So a yeah, little bit of the mystery lost, but it, it's always still cool to, see someone else's story that you'll probably never meet in real life. Bro, it's right. wild when you get... I have a cartridge of Golden Sun Part 2 mm-hmm. that has some person's name, Heather, on the back of it. I'll find Shout the last out Heather. name. Shout out Heather. I'm going to find your last name because if you ever listen to this shit, you hit me up, dog. I'll get you a cartridge back. It's all good. But like... <laughs> Uh, I got it from a GameStop, you know, like you say, you just go in, you get yeah. a game, you're like, yeah, I want to play Golden Sun again, and you grab it, and it's got some fucking person's name on the back of it, yep. and by the way, me and Heather have traded that cartridge back, I think, twice, because oh, really? when I was a kid, that was the same exact cartridge that I played, then I traded it in, and then years later, I got it back from a different GameStop. Really? Yes. Still with the Heather save? Still on? with the head? No, no save, no, no save, save. But like just her name in Sharpie on the back of the card. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, bro. Oh, I've that's searched crazy. her on Facebook, bro. You want to talk about going crazy, <laughs> bro? Every fucking year, at least once, I'll go through hours, a whole day sometimes, and right. just search for this person, just to be like, you gave me one of the greatest things I've ever played. Like Ruben, right twice. now we're we're in the first scene of your rom com right now, bro. I fucking hope so. <laughs> okay, so the original poster uh, deletes the bin save file in an attempt to solve the issues. Uh, he very much later regrets this. Uh, this leads to Jaduzable finding himself playing something that no longer even resembles the game that he intended to play. This is a story that is not simply contained within the original post, but but expands into a full-blown ARG. For those of you who don't know, that is alternate reality game, which is a kind of media project. Elements of um, Final Five Nights at Freddy's are an ARG. Yeah. Elements of like shows like Rick and Morty and that other one. Uh, it's it, anything. Gravity that, Falls. Yeah, anything that kind of breaks the the fourth wall and um, crosses used- multiple forms of medium. To uh, give you the full story, they used is to an call ARG. these things. They used to call them um, scavenger hunts, yeah, mm-hmm. or geocache hunts. Yeah, it's a little it's, bit. It's, it's kind of like different that, than that, but, but with it's a, a story. Various, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a geocache slash internet cache search. Thing. It's fun. Look right. it up. Yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. They're very interesting. Most of them are very well written. It uh, teaches you this literal actual spy work. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the ARG would even include video footage of the supposed cursed cartridge. Uh, 
As I started trying to summarize the events of this story and began learning more about it, I myself spiraled into insanity and very suddenly realized that there was absolutely no way I was going to fit even a brief summary of this entire thing into this episode. So we are going to come back later and tackle the entirety of the Ben Drowns series alert, in its own episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to come back later. We're going to give this uh, its own its own special treatment. So uh, Zelda fans, stick around. We're going to we're going to deep dive it. If you like hearing people talk about Ben Drowned, even though you probably already heard it 10 million times. Just make sure that uh, when you turn off this episode that you hold the reset button as you turn it off to make sure you save for when we come back to it. I've never seen a man hog a mic so hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here with the arm around it. Get back, please. Man is trying to speak over here and you're just like, no, this is mine. <laughs> Alright, this, this next one this next one might upset you guys. You, you may already know this one might upset you. Uh, we're going to keep on the theme of old school gaming. We're going to talk about a video game myth that we all believed and a lot of people probably still do. Don, when your Nintendo cartridge won't work, what do you do with it? You blow it. You're wrong. You're wrong. It doesn't fix it. It doesn't fix it. This isn't true. It does, in fact, make it worse. No, it it does. does. Yep. It. Uh, you're actually damaging it by putting moisture inside of the cartridge. Yep. Uh, and it's... There's a lot of interesting psychological stuff that I did not write down about <laughs> about why uh, why it tricks your brain into thinking that it is, but it, it's a lot of placebo effect and confirmation bias. The only thing that really fixes the issue with the cartridge is taking it out and putting it back in. Yep. That's all it is. Now, you could I've just told, quick reload that shit like a gun in a video game. Yep. I've been told that you, you take a Q-tip with some Windex. and If it's it. dirty. If right. it's not dirty, usually the problem for a glitchy game is not dirt. It's usually a, a misplaced pin or a wobbly connection. So all you got to do, similar to like when, you, some again, some, some of y'all won't know about this because of, you know, being children, but um, headphone cords... Some some kids don't know, G, for I, real. I, I'm, I'm sorry, is there a reason that you looked at me when you said that? <laughs> I didn't There is an SNES right back there. I looked at your father. I, I, <laughs> I do have to say, though, if you're a child, why the fuck are you listening to our fucking podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I saw a video of a person who was at least his age, 16, 17, maybe older. I don't really know what ages are, so fuck you, but... um. They didn't know what a rotary dial phone was at all. Oh, like yeah. They had no idea. Dude, I, I, they, they asked, where are the buttons? Bro, <laughs> yes. Anyway, my point is, it's like headphones used to go in and out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, what the fuck was I talking about? I talk about ADHD. Right. <laughs> We're yeah. talking about blowing uh, Nintendo right. cards. Nintendo cards. So it's a loose pin or a connection. So it's just like the headphone jacks that used to go in and out. You'd have to switch it, you know, move it around until you yeah. find the right spot. It's exactly like that. Wires. It's just pins. Um, blowing on it will sometimes make it worse uh, and definitely will erode your pins faster because no matter how mm -hmm. good you think you are, no human can blow completely dry breath because, you know, mm -mm. our bodies are wet. We we are wet skeletons. We're awful. Yeah, gross. <laughs> we are disgusting shit creatures. Sacks. Okay, so 
Side note, I saw a picture of a fuzzy skeleton that just ruined my day. It was mm. terrifying. A fuzzy skeleton? Yes. That's going to be like, my new Xbox gamer tag. It was... It, 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 it messed with me. I don't know what the hell was wrong with it, but it was just like a skeleton, but fuzzy. I think it's cute. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hold on, let me find it. It's like a like an undead skeleton got bitten by a werewolf. Ooh. Now you transform into the fuzzy skeleton of a dog. We're gonna we're gonna write a comic book about that for the show now. We're call it, We're gonna we're gonna make him black, and he's gonna be Afro skeleton. Ooh, <laughs> nice. I'm into it. Yeah. Well, Start ahead writing. And, go ahead and continue while he's... Yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay. Uh, so, the year is 1981, and you're on your way to your local arcade with a pocket full of quarters. Oh, when you arrive, you see most of the game cabinets left vacant, with all of the arcade's patrons crowded around a new game that you've never seen or heard of before. As you make your way toward the unique and mesmerizing new game, a massive fight breaks out over who would get to play next, as the previous player walks away from the game feeling sick. Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> the title of the game I'm referring to is, of course, Polybius. Damn it. Oh, fuck. Polybius. Yeah. yeah. Easily the most well-known video game urban legend, Polybius was allegedly a mysterious game cabinet found in arcades in the Portland, Oregon area in 1981. Now, playing the game was reportedly popular to the point of to the point of being called addictive long before that was a buzzword used to get you to install mobile games. <laughs> hmm. Or addictinggames.com, which was the premier Flash game site. Them and Newgrounds. Yep. Congress. Miniclip. Miniclip. Yep. Miniclip. This motherfucker knows about Miniclip. <laughs> All right. Uh, prolonged exposure to the game is said to have come with side effects, including insomnia, night terrors, amnesia, and even full-blown hallucinations. I thought that was just depression. That's all that just happens to me when I play, like, Overwatch for way too long. I was going to say, I thought that was just me being sad. <laughs> the game was reportedly regularly visited by mysterious men in black who were said to be collecting information about the game's psychoactive effects on its players. Uh, there is no de official developer or company behind the game, but accounts often refer to a company called Sinisloshin. Sinisloshin. Yeah, it's not so easy, is it, motherfucker? Hey, I... We have never, ever... <laughs> I can't even do Hungarian accent. I love okay? your Hungarian. I was thinking about it earlier today. I have <laughs> not yet looked up what a Hungarian accent <laughs> actually is. <laughs> Don't, And no. if I do, It'll ruin I'll the feel bad. Yeah. So, like, when I do... You guys will know, because I will come in with a true Hungarian accent, right. like I have been practicing, and right. I will have been, because I'll wait. feel bad as soon as I hear it. <laughs> oh, as soon as I hear it, I'm going to be like, Our two oh. Hungarian listeners are going to be so proud of you. Doing stuff like that is funny to me. Like, I compare a coworker to someone who looks absolutely nothing like him, and I, I'm just waiting for the day he actually looks it up. Because I, I remind him every single time. I say, hey, you look <laughs> yeah. like this guy. And I'm waiting for the day he looks it up and realizes he looks absolutely nothing like him. Like it's a white kid and you're <laughs> comparing him to Denzel Washington yeah. or some shit. <laughs> it's like, damn, Ruben, you know who you look just like? Carrot Top. Yeah. <laughs> I see it. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, squint hard enough, maybe. <laughs> no, not even. <laughs> the hair yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i i hate you all i have not been taking steroids okay. everything else the same 
Now, you can't give me too much shit for sinisloshin because it's actually a nonsense word, uh, essentially combining the German uh, sinne, meaning senses, and loshin, meaning to remove or delete, suggesting that the name of the company was effectively censor deletion. But it was later remarked that this combination is, quote-unquote, the kind of name that a non-German speaker would generate if they tried to create a compound word using an English to German dictionary. Not a real word. It's, it's made up. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know it's supposed to be a German word. You know what it's supposed to sound like in German. I think I pronounced it perfectly. I'm pretty sure he got it close. Sinnesloschen. Sinnesloschen. It's pretty, pretty good. Fucker stumbled. As he said it, that's all I'm saying. I was never. I, even, I can't I even, even remember the the African countries we couldn't get because because they were hard. Oh, they dude. were difficult. <laughs> can I bring a spray bottle in here so that way I can spray Don no, whenever he gets too close to the microphone? You can call him Dad. It's okay. <laughs> no, there are too many electronics uh, on the table. That's why he doesn't have a spray bottle for us. Yep, that's our excuse anyway. Uh, what the hell else can I do? I can't say anything. Yeah, you can't. Why not? Yeah, so we get picked up by the microphone. Give me the mic! So he's within smacking All range. All I can really do is just say slowly anything. push it do away. Do you think this is a professional podcast, my G? <laughs> we can try. Nah. See here, I've got 42 podcasts under my belt. How many do you have? 73. Enough to know that this does not sound pleasant. Okay. Actually don't, though. Actually don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my bad on that one. I, uh, <laughs> only only I, I am allowed to do that. I underestimated how close the microphone was. Missed my bad. Anyway, tell me more about this Sinish Yeah. Um, so the name Polybius itself is also important, as it's a name shared with a Greek historian born fittingly in Arcadia. <laughs> I know, yeah, I, I love that. Uh that's almost as good as the old man giving you the Majora's Mask <laughs> Um He asserted that a historian should never record anything that cannot be verified by eyewitness accounts, which plays pretty heavily into uh, the Polybius mythos, which is mostly from almost entirely fake firsthand accounts of uh, Polybius existing. What? Yeah, Although, yeah, surprise, surprise. Something we're talking about on this show isn't real. I can't believe that. Although there have been uh, computer um, game makers mm-hmm. that have actually created fake Polybius. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I can. The, the descriptions. But there certainly was not a game cabinet called Polybius no. in the 80s. No, I do, I do really want to um, build a mock one, though. I think that would be something really cool to have. Uh, the the Angry Video Game Nerd did an episode on Polybius where he had like a fake Polybius cabinet. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. did yeah. did he have the actual like the the Steam game loaded into it to play? Or I'm, was I'm it... not sure, but like he did a whole video on it. It was more of I a... knew there was a game I had seen online. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, it's all jump ahead uh, in my notes here, just because it got brought up already. Uh, more recently, Polybius has been given life in the form of a real, playable game by developer Llamasoft, available on Steam. Uh, the game's official description describes it as a fast, trippy tunnel shooter featuring 50 levels of blissful trance shooting uh, set to it's, a blistering soundtrack. It's a lot like Gradius. It's, yeah. a, it's a tunnel shooter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Tempest. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Although, if it's 81, I kind of really question how blistering the soundtrack was. Uh, they were hey man, loud and aggressive. <laughs> if if by blistering you mean hot 
and uncomfortable. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Rubbing the wrong way constantly. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, reports of the existence of Polybius are said to have begun in 1994 on Usenet, but this was never able to be verified. The earliest confirmable mention of Polybius... You said Usenet. Of course it was never verified. Right, Come exactly. On. <laughs> uh, the earliest confirmable mention of Polybius comes from uh, an arcade game resource called coinop.org on February 6th in 2000. Um, the I didn't write this down, but I remember that the... Um, the website actually lists this as being posted in uh, 1998, but there was something weird that happened with the website where the date got changed. Uh, this was actually posted in uh, 2000, not 1998. Either way, it's nearly 20 years later. Right. It, yeah, exactly. Um, the entry on the site mentions the title Polybius, and the author claims to have and the author claims to have obtained a ROM image of the game itself, and to have extracted information from that image, including a copyright from 1981, owned by the aforementioned Sinisloshin, which I'm pronouncing perfectly. Perfectly. Yeah. However, no such copyright or any proof of the images have ever been verified to exist. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Give the books back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, further attention would be drawn to the legend in 2003 when video game magazine GamePro printed a feature called Secrets and Lies in which they called the existence of Polybius inconclusive. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> because of course they did, right? Of course they did. Uh, this was the first exposure of the legend of Polybius. To I a love... Sorry, I do You're love good. that. It poly- I have to interrupt because you know Don, but like, <laughs> uh, if if you do I have it to, to Don, be equal, by all means, I yeah, gotta, you, got, you guys bully um, me just as hard. But I, oh man, my favorite thing about Polybius is that there are websites and like interviews you can go to from some of these eyewitness accounts. And yeah, they, they'll be from people that are like, oh no, yeah, I just wrote like ten letters and sent them in. Yep, and like, I never saw the game at all in my life, and then people are like. Results inconclusive. Like, what? (laughs) Excuse me? I lived three blocks away, and I told 13 people that we had this cool new game, Polybius, because I was a nerd. Yep. Inconclusive. We don't know if it existed or not. No, no. Who who can tell? Who can tell? Who could possibly know? Uh, One large inspiration for the legend is a story of two separate players who fell ill on the same day in Portland, Oregon, while playing video games at arcades. Uh, one pl- actually at the exact same arcade, both of these guys. One player was said to have collapsed with a horrific migraine while playing Tempest, and another player suffered severe stomach pains while playing Asteroids during a 28-hour-long videotaped attempt to break a world record at the exact same arcade. Both, both I've these discovered guys the, the source day. of both of them passing out. Because... <clears throat> Tempest definitely will give you a headache if you have bad eyes. Oh, for sure. And if you've been playing for a while, you're going to get a headache. Um, 28 hours also is the other one. Yeah, for for asteroids, no less. He didn't eat. He was playing a game for that long. Like, you're just eating snacks, and so you're going to get fucked up. Like, but Ghost? Ghost Stroke? Ghost Stroke? Ghost Migraine is... Ooh. Not as good. No, not as good. It's not as good. But it's like a it's like a band that tried to copy arcade that. migraine. On the other hand, Ooh. pretty good. Ooh, yeah, that's the that's a pop punk band. No, they're electronica for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're like right. House you know, music. Yeah, I can't. I can't fight you on that. 
one of these days I'm going to say a name and I'll be like, fuck, finally a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> we just might get there today. Parappa. Oh, true, yeah. Parappa the Rapper. For about a week and a half after this event, several arcades in the same area began being monitored by those suspicious men in black who turned out to be FBI agents who later raided the locations in the area on suspicion that the owners were using their game cabinets to facilitate illegal gambling. What? Yeah, so, I mean, imagine... For real, though? Yes. Wow! Yes, yeah, re- real real thing, real thing. No! In, in Portland, Oregon, where this myth originates. Portland, Oregon is maybe the weirdest place in this country. Oh, for sure. I love it, yeah. I really want to see it. Um... Yeah, so you have this story that starts getting passed around about how these two dudes both got sick at the arcade down the road in the same day. And then all of a sudden, these dudes in suits and dark yeah. sunglasses show up and start hanging around arcade games, mm-hmm. checking out the cabinets. Mm-hmm. And then a week and a half later, there's this huge raid by the FBI at arcades. It's actually not totally a stretch to think that the FBI was doing some weird like thought control experiments with video games. When was this in the 80s? 81. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Well, cuz this was That's also the thing about this Bolivia's, was Cold War. Y'all, or, this is we got to it. Yeah. Finally for the very first time. I don't believe Bolivia's. But 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 this is the first one that I can't say with certainty didn't happen. So it's all government misinformation, I can't, I can't say with certainty that there was not... Like, Polybius might be the fake, fake name because somebody made up a name because they couldn't remember. But, like, yeah, maybe you're right. They might have fucked with some cabinets. They might have done a fake raid to get some shit done. You know what I'm saying? Like, 80... They did... They That's what they did. It was a stage raid so they could get the fucking cabinets out of there before anybody caught on to their experiments, dude. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I saw it on Reddit. You sound like... Chris McLean. Like I would I would fully believe that they I would fully, fully believe that the that the FBI put like LSD spritzers in the vents yeah, that or some would, that shit. Would, that would be more CIA, but yeah, exactly. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like taking L S D at an arcade sounds like the And as if the CIA wouldn't dress up like the uh, FBI it'd, it'd to get the rad. heat off their own back. <laughs> I I went I went to the mall on acid. I think that would be a sensory overload. Hey, that's a Stephen uh, Stephen Lynch. Lynch. Yeah. Oh, I went yeah. to the mall on acid. Oh. No, it's yeah, called no, uh, so this is outer space. Oh. But he's talking to an alien and then the alien tells him you're on acid. <laughs> <laughs> I also went uh bar hopping during a hurricane on acid one year and that was scary. That that was that was a bad decision. I made a lot of irresponsible decisions when I was younger and I don't do that anymore. But, you know what also coincided with those stories. decisions? Acid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first bad decision that I made on both of those nights was taking the acid and then deciding uh, I am going to go in public. Yeah, I'm going to go out into the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was interesting. And I it was during never... a hurricane, too. <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? It sounded fun. I do not relate to any of these stories. I've never taken For acid, legal but reasons, like, Brandon cannot many relate. of my friends have acid flashbacks. So, like, I get it. I've never had flashbacks. I can't, I can't take psychedelics anymore, though. I have too many things to stress about in real life now. It mm-hmm. was fun when I was in high school and me and my friends could lock ourselves in a garage and play old video games on a 
old CRTV or listen to the Beatles on repeat. You ever played the Polybius that they made? No, later? no, I did. I did look up a video of it. It it's kind of it's good. apparently you can you can get it uh, in VR. So that's God no. Yeah, yeah. yo. I do, okay, speaking of old video games, the Virtual Boy, the Virtual Boy for the for the for the for Nintendo, the first 3D whatever. Um, that shit sucks so hard that I still don't play 3D video games. <laughs> I believe it. Like, I don't do it. Wasn't it like red and black? It was, yeah. yeah it, it was, was red, red lines, like vector lines. It was <laughs> awful. Half the games weren't even like VR. It was yeah. still like third person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were weird. Um, while the real game that spawned from the legend may not exactly destroy your senses, the fast-paced gameplay and pumping techno soundtrack will definitely assault them with all it can. Like, I watched I watched a video, and that shit was about to give me a headache after a couple of minutes. I would do it. it was, I've, I've played post-void. That's Right, not even yeah, like... no, I know, but uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was I had been staring at a computer screen for way too long already at that point, and uh, there was so much information yeah. on the screen, yeah. and the music's playing really loudly. And then there's it's probably uh, seven o'clock in the morning, and you've been writing all night. Right? And you're like, yeah, I this, can't. Deal this with English this. guy is also like trying to explain the rules of the game to me at the same time, and I'm like, I can't with any of this, and I am ending Polybius. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but speaking of games that have negative effects on the real world, uh, as far as sports games go, the much maligned publishing company EA has the market cornered. EA Sports. It's in the game. That was too fucking good, Ruben. No. Do you know, do you know where that, uh, that, um, motto comes from? Nope. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense on its own, does it? Sure don't. It's, it's in the game. The original motto for EA Sports was, if it's in the game, it's in the game. If it's, in the, if it's in the real game, it's in the digital game. As in, it's, if it's in football, it's in this game. Right. So basically yeah. saying, we're so, good at making football games. Yes, so yeah, exactly. they're basically saying, EA Sports, it's in there, bitch. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, that's even better. I can't. Can I, can you I really should have been on their marketing team. Can and, I play as D-Wade? It's in the fucking game. It's in the game, dude. It's in the game. If it's in the game, it's in the game. It's the closest thing you're going to get to football, dick. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Go pick up a goddamn football, you lazy bitch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, pretty much. God, I, w- I wish 90s video game ads were like that. They kind of were. Yeah. They kind of were. So, most of them, yeah, honestly. They had that, like, weird, dry, sarcastic tone that all commercials did in the 90s. I miss it. I I miss feeling like intentionally condescended to in commercials. Sega does what Nintendo don't. Yeah. Oh, dude. The the most bitter rivalry in gaming. Who won that, by the way? Nintendo, obviously. Nintendo. Yeah. No, what? Oh. No way. Oh, I didn't read. Oh, I can't pick I, I up on I don't I don't know well. guy with Zelda tattoos. Who do you think won that fight? <laughs> Thank you, Josh. How how many Sega tattoos do you have? Zero, bitch. You don't. You don't have Sonic the Hedgehog on your left ass cheek. Because I heard a rumor. He's got the ring around his anus. <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell nobody. I'm sorry. We agreed. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shared a moment, and he just. That was tangents after dark. 
<laughs> yeah, that's uh, you'll have to subscribe to the Patreon for that one. Yeah, no, that was sarcasm, Brandon. I was <laughs> saying who won that as if I didn't know that Sega does not exist anymore. Well, it, no, it they was, exist. It they don't exist. fucking have a console. Yeah, they are not. They're true. a game making company now. They're not a no, console you, company. You, you, you want to know? Ironically, Sonic now a Nintendo property. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sonic Team. Yes. But, no. The the me saying Nintendo wasn't me trying to prove a point. It was me actually trying to remember what Sega has done in the past few <laughs> years, and I was trying to remember like, did they release like a new console or something? I couldn't remember. Games you like sounded like. <laughs> Marge from the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> As if you weren't already coughing hard enough, you had to try and do the Marge voice yeah. between coughs. A beautiful decision. Games like NBA 2K, FIFA, and most importantly for the purposes of this myth, Madden, have become yearly releases that give sports fans the chance to live out their dreams of playing in stadiums alongside their favorite Shouts out to my cousin who goes absolutely fucking buck wild every time a new NBA game comes oh, out. Oh, yeah. Um, in the case of Madden, EA's American football franchise, there is a well-known superstition negatively affecting players who make a big enough splash to be placed on the game's cover. All the way back to the first time the game had a real player on the front, Madden NFL 99 released in July of 1998 and featured Garrison Hurst, then running back for the San Francisco 49ers. In January of 1999, Hurst would suffer an injury to his leg after his cleat was stuck in the turf while being tackled in a game against the Atlanta Falcons. This would result in a broken fibula with possible necrosis. It put him out of the next two full seasons. Oh, fucking shit. So that was the, that was the first instance of the Madden curse. And I, obviously, I'm not going to list all of them, but this goes on for every single release of Madden that has featured uh, a real player on the cover. They have all had something go wrong in one of the seasons immediately following the release of their uh, Madden cover. It's almost like it's almost like they play a dangerous, dangerous game. Well, but they're they're not all injury related either. Um, so some of the non-injury related victims of the curse, like Vince Young, quarterback for the Tennessee Titans and cover of Madden 08, threw only nine touchdowns in nine games while throwing 17 interceptions the next season. So he... What a punk bitch! He fucked that whole season up. Uh, the season also shined... took his ass off the field way before that. Right. Uh, the season also shined light on his apparent lack of work ethic and frequent maturity issues. These turned into a reputation that would haunt Young for the rest of his career. That's on him, though. Right, e- sure. exactly. Yeah, it is. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe without the Madden cover, we would have never known. We would have never known he was a bitch. I don't know anything about him. I'm sorry if he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't know shit about <laughs> football, so. Yeah, yeah, me either. This uh, part is just, this is for our fans who, like, you know, we know that some nerds do like football. Yeah, oh, for we get sure. it. We're here for you. We just don't, especially like the the manager mode and stuff. Like, I I love games with a lot of stats. I'm not I'm not big on football, but um, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> when when I was a kid, I would get the WWE yeah. games. You ever heard of this? <laughs> uh oh. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, 
It's by Morris. It's this math game. It's called Algebra 3. Hella stats in there. Is it that just, was a is joke just about a Morris textbook? being a math textbook yep. maker. Yes. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> what I should have said. What, what, what should I said? Like fucking fuck. Uh, what's the other one? I I don't God know any textbook hey, publishers the, off the Northrop top Grumman of my head. How many years ago do you think it was? I last was in the school setting. Forty three months. <laughs> okay. You you went to my play like a few years ago. Did I look at your textbooks? <laughs> Did he come to your class? Piers something. Piers Pearson. Pearson, yeah. Pearson, that's the Pierce one. Piers Morgan is just a br- British asshole. What's yeah. the other one with two names? Because Northrop Grumman is the fucking defense contractor, I think. Common Core? <laughs> no, <laughs> fucking not Common Core. <laughs> <laughs> I got to look it up. I got to look it up. Simon and Schuster? That might be it. That I think it was like Holton something. Right? I don't know. I don't have my textbooks See, th- this, on me. this is why the joke didn't land. Nobody knows yeah. the name of textbook publishers. I don't care enough to read my textbooks. Now, I, I McGraw think- Hill. McGraw Hill. McGraw ah. Hill is what I've been trying to think yeah, of this I whole fucking time. I might have recognized time. it from McGraw. See, when I played Madden, I preferred to play the um, where you start a player. Yeah. And running through his career. Right. But then I was playing, I had Madden 07 uh-huh. on PlayStation 2. And also had uh, NCAA 07. Sure. Because so, you get a character from NCAA and port him over into Madden. But eventually I got an Xbox, so my PlayStation games don't work. And I got, I forget, I think Madden 12 or 2012. Uh-huh. And they had completely like just done away with all the cool shit. And it right. was all mostly the management stuff now. Right. Well, see that that was the part of the game that I personally would like. If, if I picked up a Madden game, I would only touch the uh, the the manager mode. Uh, the same as I did uh, when I was a kid, and I would play um, the WWE games yeah. because I lived in Alabama. You so obviously, I had to like manager mode for the WWE games like crazy. Yeah. I can't there? believe you. <laughs> Dude, I love it. Do you it. have any idea how janky and fun those games are? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I still played. I okay, still played because okay. I, I would make like the most horrific, monstrous, that customizable characters. Yeah. And then you see what horrors they render to you. Yes, exactly. Where they're like picking up the... What will they let you destroy with this creature <laughs> right. you've made? Yeah. Anything is the answer. And then you, you, you make them like unrealistically large and then give them the most acrobatic move set mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, the it tiniest work. head. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was a fighting game where you can customize your character. I forget like what fighting game it was, but that was a lot of fun to just screw around with and make yeah. the ugliest I can't remember the the name of the game for the life of me. I'm pretty sure it was made by Bandai Namco. Soul Calibur? I think Soul Calibur, maybe. Maybe. Soul Calibur let you customize characters? I'm not sure. Let me look this up. You're not talking about Smash Brothers no. Ultimate. I've actually never played a Smash Brothers game. What? Just haven't. I own. This man played the Ardwolf Mud, and you <laughs> what? <laughs> very, I'm very selective when it comes to, to, to games. Soul Calibur. I think I'm. I think I'm obligated to say on the show that uh, my girlfriend would beat you at Smash. Yeah, no, it was Soul Calibur Six. That had character customization. Probably. 
I think she'd be mad if I didn't. Uh, she is also the undefeated Mario Party champ, but that's just because we don't own Mario Party, and I can't beat her fucking ass at it yet. That would hit me back in Mario Kart. Oh, she, I can I'll beat her. her I can beat her every now and then in Mario Kart. Then she mm-hmm. may prove a challenge to me. <laughs> I'm dead ass, dude. I for real don't have anybody to play Mario Kart with anymore. Yo, hit me, hit me up ruthless. for hit me up for Crash Team Racing, and and, Fuck and we'll what? get going. No, yeah. absolutely not. You can eat my dick. <laughs> what? Dude, I would such rather a good play kart a racer. For- I would rather play a Forza game. If anybody you would like to challenge me, me at Crash Nitro Kart. That was the one. I'll take you on in Sonic Speed Races for sure. Dude, on the Connect, it's you're just too afraid to play the Dark Souls of Kart Racers Crash you, Team Racing. You mean Sonic Speed Racers on the fucking Connect? Oh, on the Connect? Yeah. Did you oh, miss that, that sounds part? Horrible. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's an awful experience. <laughs> oh no. I see what you mean by people get off topic really quickly. Oh yeah, we're talking about crash team racing, and we Welcome were talking to the about tangents what? network. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> this is how it happens. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna rope us back in. Uh, Peyton Hillis. Phenomenal. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I think we were talking about Madden. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I just I just had to find my place in the script. Uh, possibly the saddest of the Madden curse victims, Peyton Hillis, running back for the Cleveland Browns, ended up on the cover of Madden 12 as the result of a fan poll. That's the one you said you had. I'm pretty sure that's the one I had. Yep. Um, he surely lamented the love of his adoring fans follow during the following season uh, as he missed six games due to a bad case of strep throat as well as a pulled hamstring. Cleveland Browns subsequently refused to meet his salary demands, dropping him from the team. Hillis would play a total of three more disappointing seasons with Kansas City and the New York Giants before ending his career as a professional football player. The Madden curse literally ended this man's whole career. Thanks a lot for voting for me, fuckers. Right. <laughs> like, imagine being loved by everyone so much that it puts you on the cover of a game that uh, has a, a well-known curse. Guaranteed to end your whole career. <laughs> right. Yep, at, at least give you a real bad season. What, do they hate you? It's He had, um, in the previous season, he had rushed for um, over 1,000 yards total um, in his final three seasons after being dropped by the Cleveland Browns. He uh, rushed for like 400-something yards, so he was down 50% from his previous season. I don't know shit about football stats. So I don't know how good that is in the first place, but he dropped 50%, and I know that's a bad thing. Hey, friends, what is rushing in football terms? <laughs> it's the amount of yards you run with the football. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, you can either. They call that, a, that's a, called rushing. Why? I don't know. That's because you're, you're, you're in a hurry. If they throw the ball and you catch it, that's receiving. If they hand you the ball, if they hand you the ball and you run, that's rushing. I'm, I'm, I'm so gonna, angry. I'm going to pretend like my dumbass did not just think he was asking me what Russian was. Oh. <laughs> Russian is country uh, that. Uh, <laughs> no worries, comrade. I know exactly what Russia is. Okay. It's actually the exact same as your Hungarian accent. He's <laughs> <laughs> only happier with Hungarian. That's all. <laughs> it's like the difference between uh, Nico and his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Nico! How are you doing, cousin? 
Okay. I really want to play GTA 4 now. That's fair. That's fair. That was, that was a really good game. The only thing I didn't like about it was like the car controls. Yeah, I didn't they, like they the were realistic. Rough. Yeah, it made a lot of missions really hard, especially mm-hmm. the ones where you had to tail someone. Yeah, there was one mission I got stuck on for literally a year whenever I was playing it, and it was like yeah. one of the first Dude, missions. And that was, I when when you were playing that was probably in the era before it was quite so easy to just look up guides for everything on the internet. Oh no, I got this game like two years ago. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, was, you were just being stubborn and prideful. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Well, no, I would look up like. Because it was this one mission where I, I I think I remember the name of the the mission. It was like a bull in a china shop or something, and it starts off with you throwing a brick through a dude's window, which fine. But then you have to go to a laundromat. And this guy goes out of the laundromat, gets into his car, and drives away. And you have to follow him and ram his car three times. That mission alone took me about a year to beat because I could, I could just never ram his car. I would. Shaking the table. <laughs> I, I could never ram the car. I would always just kind of... Uh, I would always miss it, and I would always fail the mission. And I... The, all the like all the guides would just say, oh, yeah, follow the car. I'm like, thanks. That's Right. Never yeah. would have thought of that. Try but. to kill that dude on that boat in Venice in that one Assassin's Creed game. I think it's Brotherhood. I love Brotherhood. Brotherhood had some of the best multiplayer. I never played Brotherhood. No, I'm not. It's, what is it? is it? It goes Assassin's Creed... Assassin's Creed 2, two. Brotherhood, Brotherhood, and then Revelations. Right. And then Revelations, and then 3. And then 3. Yeah, so it is Brotherhood. It's either Brotherhood or Assassin's four, Creed 2. Four. Which was Black Flag, yeah. Rogue. Okay, that's too far. It's too many already. Because <laughs> the story Syndicate, is just that. It's, it's two. It's two. Because I think that's the one where you're in Rome, in Italy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that's so still this, Ezio. That's, yeah, that's the first the Ezio first game. The first Ezio game, yeah. yeah. Is when there's a mission near the end of the game where you're supposed to kill this dude, but he's on a boat full of guards. And for whatever reason, the bug, if I say the bug was the one where you it would jump you off at random places. Yeah. I dude. I broke two TVs and <laughs> three controllers because of that one mission in the space of like three months. For a game. And I have not played. A PS3, let alone an Assassin's Creed game, since that time. Damn. Oh, for you can't a, talk. You've for a game never that, finished Evil Within. For a series that touts their free-running mechanics yeah, this was so the much, second they never fucking time. got it right. They, this was like still, five years ago, because I've played up to Syndicate. But after that, yeah. after Syndicate, I played Syndicate, and then I wanted to go back through, so I played one, and then I started playing two, and I almost got through, and I haven't picked it up since that time. There was one game that I played that had like the best free running I've ever like felt in a game. I can't Mirror's remember. Edge? No, it was I've never played Mirror's Edge. It was not Dead by Daylight. That's Oh, you're Dying talking Light. Dying Light. Yeah. Dying Light has really good free running mechanics. That Dying game. Light 2 is supposed to have like seven more free running moves I'm so involved for too. Dying yeah, Light I know. That's I I'm hoping they keep pushing it Dying back. Dying Light? Yeah. Yeah. You just never played it. It was the parkour game yeah. where you're dropped into like the island and yeah. Really fun game. I love that game. Hey, Urban Legends. Yes, back <laughs> to show. it. Urban back Legends. to it. Hold on, hold on. Can we take a break? Okay, so should I just jump right into this? Yeah, go ahead. Nintendo games are just absolutely full of creepy shit, despite their very bright and colorful outward appearances. Uh, for proof of that, you don't need to look any further than Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue's Lavender Town. 
They were part of the first generation of Pokemon games. Yeah, e- exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, you are you already know. You already you know. You already know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pull, pull that up. We're we're going to need it. Town. Right. Yeah, it's I I I love this. This was this is one of my favorite sections here. Um it was part of the this? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The whole table's just vibing right now, like everyone around the table. <laughs> you joke, Brandon, but I was literally there's a I'll have to look it up. There's like it's a, a dubstep version and there's like oh, rap yeah. versions and shit. Lavender Town's every beat. single one a banger. Yep. So uh the, this was the the actual first generation of Pokemon games. They released in Japan in 1996 and uh, later in the U.S. in 1998. And they are the games that spawned the Pokemon franchise as we know it today. The, the massive media giant that is Pokemon. With all the games, the series, uh, it, it all came from Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. Actually, though, Pokemon... Blue, originally released in Japan, was Pokemon Green. They renamed it Blue when they brought it to the U.S. Yeah, this says red and green on the... Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, now, after the game's Japanese release in February of 1996, there was allegedly a large spike in suicides by children between the ages of 7 and 12, which is the exact demographic uh, for the games themselves. Uh, Lavender Town is an area visited right around halfway through the game and has a completely different tone than any other location in the title up to that point. It's uh, like they decided to put the town from Majora's Mask in Pokemon for fucking some reason. Right, exactly, yeah. It's it's such a different different whole yeah. whole vibe yeah. to, to that town than anywhere else. Especially because up to that point in the series, there's no indication that Pokemon die real deaths in any way, shape, or form. You just know that they faint when they lose a fight. And that whole illusion is struck down immediately when you get to Lavender Town and you discover the Pokemon graveyard. Can I tell you, I once spent, when I was like 15 or something, I once spent an entire summer just intentionally losing Pokemon battles over and over and over again with the same fucking Rattata to see if I could make it die. Oh, really? Yeah. It's funny that you specifically did it with a Rattata, too. Yeah. That Well, there's a reason, and I bet you're going to get to it. I probably am. I think you're right, Ruben. Uh, so the graveyard was known as the Pokemon Tower. The tower is home to the final resting place of just a shit ton of Pokemon and it's also the only place in the game where the player can catch ghost-type Pokemon, yep. funnily enough. Not yep. just total coincidence there. So I'm sure nothing win, to do with each other. You're literally going to win the Pokemon fucking championship with the dead ghost of someone else's <laughs> goddamn Mankey yeah, or whatever. Much. Yeah, pretty <laughs> uh, Or the most depressing Pokemon in all of existence, Cubone, a Pokemon oh. known specifically for wearing the skull of its deceased mother as a mask. It's a kid's game. Yeah. It's- There's another one. Pokemon has a huge history of that. There's one called Yamask that is literally, I think the one of the entries is like, it's it carries a mask around mm-hmm. that is a that is a replica of its face in life. 
Oh, that's an SCP. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Uh, the town is also where the player can find the home for abandoned Pokemon, which is Hypno not at all depressing children. and way too real. Yeah. The player also runs into their rival here, whose default name is Blue, but they're more commonly known by uh, player-chosen names such as uh, Dickhead or Ass, which is definitely what I named my rivals in every single Pokemon game. Or I named them after whatever teacher I hated the most that year. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. Just so I could That's real. beat their ass in yep. some universe. Like, bitch, you don't know shit about Pokemon. Yep, exactly. Uh, players frequently note that when you battle your rival in Lavender Town, he no longer uses his Raticate, which he used in every single other fight up to that point. Because you killed it. Leading fans to speculate that he is visiting the town to lay his friend to rest. He's still an asshole, though. He never stops being an rat. asshole for the whole game. Even when he, even when he's just there to mourn, you know what's he, funny is there's the there's the yeah he is a dick there in the show. Do you remember in the show he used to ride around in a car full of girls? No, as a ten year old, that <laughs> shit don't. was so funny to me. But um, yeah, there's a popular theory online that you, as the player character, killed your rivals, Radicate in the last battle, and uh, I like to think that the very first. Um, um, ghastly that you catch is that Raticate. Oh. And then you use it to decimate him. Every time. <laughs> I, I like your headcanon. I accept your headcanon. But also, it is true that you killed... It is It is a is fact. It was a Shigeru Miyamoto said that you actually did kill your rival's Raticate. Oh, really? Except that it's a, it's an, it's a uh, cutscene that they didn't add into the game that you actually use rat poison to do it. What? What the hell? You're kidding. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were bullshitting me. I was, I was tempted to believe it. Until yeah, you, you go back to Pallet Town, you sneak into his house, and you put it in the bowl. <laughs> I, as soon as you said rat poison, I knew you yeah. were full of shit. <laughs> Now, as if all of that other stuff wasn't bad enough, Lavender Town is also home to a music piece composed by Junichi Masuda. Uh, it has really high frequencies, and it would later be referred to as the Lavender Tone. That's good. Which, by the way, uh, to anybody that might be driving while listening to this, if we cause you to have a ghost stroke, that's, that's on us. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, uh, listener discretion is advised. An epilepsy warning at the beginning of the podcast. I also love uh, just the the pun of the lavender tone, yeah, rather than lavender town. Yeah, actually, good. in in my notes, I wrote uh, pause for groans. That is after lavender tone. No, not groans. <laughs> I fully will praise that. That's like yeah, two or three levels such, deep. So That's good. good. Yeah. So the song was said to cause a number of ill effects on the younger players in that 7 to 12 demographic, uh, including nausea, migraines, depression, and eventually suicide. A love of suicide. dope beats. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? L later in life. Uh, the narrative is actually still very widely accepted and talked about by many fans of the series, despite being verifiably false. Uh, the story didn't even crop up until about 15 years later or Five years after the 2009 remakes, which, uh, what, what were the remakes called again? Ruby and Sapphire? No, no, no. Fire, Red, and Leaf Green. Those are the ones you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because, yeah. For the advance? 
I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. they uh, they came out in two thousand nine. The the full remakes where they basically remastered everything. Yep. Still my preferred version to play on. Yeah. I yeah. Have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's just it's literally it's the it's it's uh, green and red remastered for the current graphics at the time, which was like uh, ruby and sapphire graphics. Yeah. For people who know what the fuck I'm talking about, because it can't be everybody. <laughs> It cannot. No. Well, I mean, any anyone in our age age range. That's fair. I'm I'm probably gonna get a lot of shit for this. I have never played a Pokemon game. Yeah, I'm gonna start giving you shit for it right now, Brandon. Mm-hmm. The fuck is wrong with you? You I, said I you have a Game Boy Advance. Yeah, I do. Have you? What ever are you even playing? It's not a Jigglypuff. <laughs> you just ask if he's tasted a Jigglypuff. I said what I said. <laughs> well, no, I played I played the card game a lot with one of my childhood friends. Oh, that's something. That's fair. Although we never actually still played Pokemon. We kind of played our own shit version of Pokemon where we just completely disregarded like the energies and all that. Yeah, we just literally just honestly. took like damage and health and that was it. So you you were basically you Pokemon, playing but like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. yeah. No, literally. Yeah. Wow. Because it's, we're boring. Basically, it's playing Pokemon the the game with the cards. Yep. That's that's what that amounts to. That's not how that works at all. Yeah, I know. And I'm enough of a nerd to point that out. But you know what? Really? I look back at those days fondly, damn it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. for sure. That's how it is. I never knew how to play Yu-Gi-Oh right, but goddammit, I had so many I Yu-Gi-Oh cards. To this day, I don't know or care how to play Yu-Gi-Oh correctly. You know, I, I never even played Pokemon correctly, but I had the whole uh, special map that you laid out yeah, on the... And again, never learned how to play Yu-Gi-Oh correctly, but you're goddamn right. I had a dual disc. Yep. Yeah, loved it. Pretended it was a, a blade disc. on my arm. Yeah, every yeah. time, dude. My <laughs> friend had a dual disc. We used to fuck around with it. It was fun. It was really fun. They um, had the ones that made the sounds, you know, when you put the cards down and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, dude, it was so cool. It was so much fun to play with. You're making me nostalgic for... Like my old days. This this whole thing is just a nostalgia trip You're for us. Sixteen, <laughs> and I can't look back fondly at the days where I had friends. Damn it! He's like, but father, I can't look back at the days of your. I miss the days. <laughs> I miss the days when we had like that big TV, and I would play Halo Three ODST with Alan. I miss those days. I look back on them fondly. You don't even know yet, man. You're you're gonna wake up and cry one day thinking back on those days. Yeah, I know. Yo, yo, <laughs> that on some real shit that happened to me like a month or two ago, where yeah. I just woke up out of a dream where I was playing like fucking Tekken Four with my cousins, right? And I woke up and I was like, Oh no, oh. dude! I I had a dream like that the other day too, actually. Um, I cat woke me up to told me that she to tell me that she was gonna go paint a house with her mom which was a really strange thing to be woken up to be told. She's like, Hey babe, I'm going to go paint a house with my mom. I'll be back in a little bit. Bye. I love you. And I'm like, my eyes aren't even all the way open yet. I'm like a, like a puppy trying to open its eyes for the first time. I'm like, Oh, okay. Bye. And I go back to sleep and I'm like, wait, shit. I was just in a video game. I want to go back. No, (laughs) I was really sad. Couldn't get back to sleep. Yep. Um, so the story came, came around it, as a creepypasta, too, and became widely accepted. It, it There were no news reports to back this up or anything. Now, it's a believable creepypasta when you consider the effect that that kind of change in atmosphere could have on kids age 7 to 12. 
Um, Future Games actually featured a lower frequency version of the song and renamed the Pokemon Tower the Kanto Radio Tower. Amazing. It is. It's still the graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It, it is still a Pokemon graveyard, but they renamed it so it's a little bit less ominous. It's more ominous, though. This is our radio tower, Why is a radio where tower the full only of dead graves Pokemon? in this country are. <laughs> yeah. When you die, you will be in the radio tower. I feel like it's a it's a Matrix thing where they're like using the Pokemon bodies as batteries. Something mm-hmm. they yeah. they will. It's infinite space in there, like Doctor Who. Well, it's the only one in the region, not the okay not the region. Country. Yeah. Whatever. We still don't know where all the people get buried there, but I mean, nobody in the Pokemon universe ever dies, actually. So that's fair. Now we'll lighten the mood a little Except bit. Except for all the Pokemon who are actually people who died. Oh, true. Yeah, well, or, or are they just dead Pokemon? When you die, do you just become a Ghastly? I think you become a Yamask. Yeah. Or um. Oh, there's another one. There's the Ice one. I don't know. I'm not nearly as familiar with uh, with the newer generations of Pokemon. Pokemon can die, and they do leave corpses. So, when and where? Hmm? When has a Pokemon ever died and left Uh, a corpse? Cubone. How would he get his mother's skull? That's fair. Exactly. So Pokemon corpses are a real thing. True. Okay. Okay. We're we're deep diving Pokemon lore yeah. now for the rest of the episode. We are now a Pokemon podcast. <laughs> Three people who Don talk is about over Pokemon here yeah, passing like, out. What is happening? <laughs> uh, so we'll lighten the mood from Lavender Town, and we'll talk about a myth that when we were all thirteen-year-old hormonal boys, we really wanted it to be true. Uh, in our adolescent years, before the internet had fully taken over, rumors usually spread like those fires that Smokey Bear said only we could prevent. Uh, only among, you can prevent forest fires. I, people always send me that picture of that fucking sign that says only and then your name here, but somebody Josh. went up there and spray painted in Josh. People send me that like four or five times a year, and I'm over it. It's Don't a do curse. That. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Out of fucking nowhere with Don. <laughs> He's like totally zoned out over there as soon as he hears that. Perks right back up. My neck's cranked up. Ah. Um, That's racist? Somehow? That my neck is kinked up? Oh, no. That's sexy. (laughs) 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 Among those rumors, 13-year-old boys cling to none the way they did what we'll refer to as fantasy codes. Fantasy codes. Yeah, alleged cheat codes that would allow us to see our favorite female characters in significantly less clothing. Up, down, up, down, A, B, select, start. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In Mortal Kombat, these codes took the form of what were called uh, nudalities, a secret variation of their famous fatality, which would somehow result in the character ending up naked. Uh, pretty absurd, but to the mind of a hormone-addled tween, uh, totally worth a shot. Fully. And totally worth worth a shot. No, but you just gotta you gotta get the inputs right. Yeah, like you, your your friend would tell you about one of these cheat codes, and you would come to school the next day and be like, "Oh man, it didn't work." And he'd be like, "Oh no, it's because you didn't do it right. You actually got to do it backwards, and then you have to beat the game without taking any damage, and then you have to do it again." 
And you have to stand on your head on Friday the 13th under a full moon. <laughs> and then you have to do a summoning ritual to summon Noob Saibot, the reflection of the creators of the game, and battle him to the death in real life. <laughs> then you can see them naked. So here's another one for you, Ruben. Uh, there was also a rumored cheat code in Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. which would turn the humble farming community of Lon Lon Ranch into more of a nudist cult. Just all, yep. all the all the farmers and everyone there. Supposedly, it would uh, it would make them naked. Horrid, square shaped, yeah, blocks of yep. flesh, <laughs> like in Minecraft, but different. Right, yeah, but not that much. different. Yeah, not, <laughs> <laughs> not not terribly different. Uh, these rumors continued into the modern era of gaming with Half Life Two, uh, with favored NPC companion Alex. However, with the advent of the popular Gmod, a game built on uh, the same foundation as Half-Life, the rumor was made true probably immediately upon release, if Mm -hmm. not maybe even sooner. Mm -hmm. Maybe the reason why Gmod was made? (laughs) Probably. Yeah. More than likely. Yep. Finally, of course, we all know about how everyone wanted to see the weird triangular boobs. (laughs) Of, of 1996 Croft. PlayStation 1, Laura Croft. <laughs> everyone, everyone wanted to see those weird flesh-colored triangles. They were, they were just weird polygons. Looking back on those graphics. Bro, we fully believed that those were going to be the greatest things we ever saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then it, it all came to a head with, uh, what, what was her name, playing Laura Croft in the, in the movie? Yeah, yeah, exactly. She was everybody's favorite like, stereotypical hot chick at the time, so of course she was the one that had to play Laura Croft. Yeah, I was never that into her either. She was severe. I guess that's a thing people like. Severe? You know, she had severe features. Oh, okay, yeah. Strong cheekbones <laughs> and sharp lines and whatnot. Gotcha, Okay. <laughs> Uh, absolutely none of those ended up being true, but that surely did not stop a legion of frustrated teenage boys from trying their best. Uh, in the truly modern era of gaming, however, cheat codes are pretty much completely out of style. Fully and, obsolete yeah, at this point. Simply modifying the game is what you do now. You, uh, can literally, means, a, you can literally type in a command on your computer to make Skyrim people be just naked. Right, there. exactly. Yeah, it's... you. You can make any one of the the nude myths that I just mentioned. You can make that true by just real quick installing a mod. Bro, and applying I literally it to your game. I play Stardew Valley, and I was literally looking at mods the other day, mm-hmm. and it was there's a Stardew Valley nude mod, and these are eight bit pixelated yes. characters. Yep. yep, it's for Wild. the added layer of realism, Ruben. Sure, people get naked. Okay, it happens in real life. It's it, okay. Yep. I personally am still really holding out for the Waluigi nude code. I still haven't it gotten has, It has to exist. For the record, <laughs> it must be real. I'm, I'm going to bring in my... Wow! <laughs> there was, on the Atari 2600, there were actually pornographic video games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was one the called X-rated. Custer's, Custer's, Custer's Revenge. Revenge. Yeah. And then there was another one. I forget what it was called, but basically, there were three women on the ground and you were on top of a building jerking off and oh i know the exact game you're talking about yeah i don't remember what the name is and you have to like jizz in their mouth 
That's that's the whole point of this game. This is this. You is, can play that in real life. This is before the ESRB, and you can play that in real life. The the prize is you go to jail, right? I, I do believe, hopefully forever. I do believe because you know, obviously, we haven't mentioned him. I do believe that the the main character in that game was PCP Pete. Oh, beautiful! That is fair. PCP Pete's come a long way. Dude, if we're, and if we're being fair, got us a PCP mention on the video game episode. I'm so can, happy. Can I just say <laughs> I wholeheartedly regret joining this episode because I did not want to hear my father say jizz. <laughs> I've heard your father say jizz plenty of times. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is called jizz. Y'all look up Smexy Cantina. That shit goes hard. Yeah, no, Please I'm good. don't say the word Smexy. <laughs> I can't help it. It's the title of the remix, okay? Oh, no. It's the title of the remix. That since and it goes too hard. Uh, you, just, you just gave me serious scene kid flashbacks. Hey, I'm hey, Josh. Josh. Rar. <laughs> XD. XD, baby. <laughs> I love you too. Um, that's how so, you know. That's how you know. It's real. While the nude code myths have essentially become true uh, over time with the advent of people being able to modify their games, they transcended truth. Right. They yeah. transcended into like. It's wild. It's actually crazy. It's, yeah. Exa- well, it's it's the ability of just the human beings to. Yeah. Right. Um, so there are games who have had these huge long-term, um, really interesting searches for hidden content that later, um, the developers made true. Uh, the first most notable one of that is GTA Bigfoot, Bigfoot and Grand Theft Auto. Nice. Um, all the way back in the days of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, players regularly insisted that they had caught a glimpse of Bigfoot inhabiting the woods up in the uh, Flint County area of the game. I seen him. I seen uh, him. They he were was called, up there. Um, he was in the, the whole area was Flint County, actually. It was um, uh, Bacco, Bacco Woods or something like that. He was up there in the back of woods. In the back of woods. And I said, what do you want, Bigfoot? He said, I need about tree fitting. That's, that's, exactly. that's Nessie. Oh, is that Nessie? <laughs> yeah, sorry, it is Nessie. <laughs> but I'll, I'll take Bigfoot. He wants some jerky and to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that in those woods in San Andreas, there is no Bigfoot. But I do remember there's uh, ghost cars. I think where there's just like cars driving through the woods with yeah. No one well, in them. Ro- Rockstar has always done stuff like that. Yeah. So that's that's how you get big rumors and stuff like that in Rockstar games. And from those rumors, myths are born. Ghost car is what the ghost strokes call their tour bus. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I want to replay San Andreas now. That was a good game. Yeah, don't buy it from the trilogy. I heard it's yeah, fucking god awful. I have the original on PC. Um, so players started searching high and low through literally all of San Andreas. Like, if there were trees there, there were people looking there. And they never found any proof of uh, Bigfoot being in the game whatsoever. And once again, this is back before people could really deep dive the code of the game. So um, they, you know, they they couldn't. They just had to search the old-fashioned way through the game, the same way we search through our world for uh, hidden on foot gumshoe. Exactly. Yep. Precisely. Um, The search would span a full decade with absolutely no results, and continue on through. Bro, first of all, how fucking insane is it that we 
people do this right now in real life. And in a game, they were like, no, we have, with the same fervent dedication. Oh, oh, Ruben, I'm going to, I'm going to blow your fucking mind. I want it. Just wait. We're, we're going to get to my favorite one. Is it going to be like Eve? No, no, there's no. Okay. No. Uh, so the search would continue all the way through Grand Theft Auto 4 with exactly the same amount of evidence. People never found anything. Now, finally, in the release of GTA 5, Rockstar Games decided to grant Bigfoot believers their greatest wish. But actually seeing Bigfoot was just ridiculously difficult. So you could see him just really, really briefly during one mission called uh, Predator. And only if you just so happen to have equipped a thermal scope and you look just in the right area of some really dense woods during the mission. What a bunch of dicks. Rockstar, yep. just put the fucking but, Bigfoot in your goddamn so game, G. Come that on. was enough for the few people who saw it to reinvigorate all of the believers because now you, know, you can record everything that yep. happens on screen. Yep. So you've got all the Bigfoot hunters back out in force. Players it's would, like every time some asshole frat boy decides to dress up in Minnesota, they're right. like, fuck, he moved. Right. Like, Come on, <laughs> man. Uh, players would finally achieve their longtime goal only by putting some really serious work into the game. Hacking and shit. No, 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 no. Actual, actual gameplay work. Yeah, oh, no, my God. No behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, after completing the main story and all of the side missions... If you know how big of a game Grand Theft Auto Five is, then you know that that is uh, we're talking Eat over a hundred hours that you would have to put into the game. <laughs> even even doing it as fast as you can and trying to gloss over as much as you can, it's going to take you over a hundred hours to do everything that you need to do. Um, so after you do all the side missions, you have to go around the map and you have to collect twenty seven peyote plants, which are just scattered around. That makes and sense. The map is fucking massive like it's it's yeah. all it's all of la after that you got to get all 27 of them uh, a special golden peyote plant will spawn somewhere in the world once per day and can only be collected during a small window of time based on the in-game clock and it's only like a hour and a half two and a half hours in game or something like that fuck off <laughs> and fuck off and it only spawns if the weather is snowy or foggy. Get out! <laughs> I have been playing Grand Theft Online now for two or three months. I have never, ever, ever seen it snow in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> ever. Um, so at that point, when you get all the conditions right at just the right time, you... You can take some drugs and trick your character into thinking he saw Bigfoot. You become Bigfoot. No Ruben. fucking way. You play way. as Bigfoot. You get to play the game as Bigfoot. Yep. Apparently it triggers like a, a special mission where you have to collect seven of those golden peyote plants. And, <laughs> and So wait a second. I'm I'm I missed something. Is this an urban legend or is this actually this, this is real. This is <laughs> this real. This is real. Yes, Rockstar implemented this. Just this this to is be legit. A dick. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, this, this is as far as just because we're on GTA five right now, I also just want to give a mention to the Mount Chiliad mystery because that ended up being a whole thing where you have to fully, truly 100% the game. And then you see uh, a UFO above the mountain, 
but that's after people had been treating this like a large scale ARG for years and years, like since the release of GTA five, like there's a ghost on the mountain. There and, is actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I there's this, this weird cave painting at one point that people had to analyze and it, yeah, it, it's a, it's a full, I'm still angry that ARG. you become Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy about it. I would they could have just let you me. see Bigfoot. <laughs> you got to become Bigfoot. Well, they've put all this effort in. We might as well give them have them make. Them there's also um, there's a, a Freaks and Strangers mission or something. I think where you you're hunting Bigfoot and it turns out to be some asshole in a costume. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I know that there was a Bigfoot in um, Red Dead Redemption: Undead Nightmare. Oh, I'm sure. And yeah, you, you actually be... have to kill three, and then when you get to the fourth one, he's sitting there crying, and he starts talking to you, asking, "Why did you kill my family?" I love Rockstar. <laughs> and he's like, and and John Marston is like, "You you eat babies." He's like, "We eat mushrooms." <laughs> just and then the the mission ends. You he said, "Just kill me. You've killed my family. There's nothing else for me to live for. So kill me." And you decide if you're going to kill Bigfoot or not. <laughs> I really I so love so. You're saying I can play cunt. I can play Wild West GTA and get a weird but touching story about Bigfoot, or <laughs> I could play Grand Theft Auto by the same company Rockstar and fully become Bigfoot on a drug trip. Yeah, basically. I hate yeah, no, this. No, basically, world. that's exactly <laughs> to a T. Yeah. So, Why? Red Dead Redemption is probably one of the most emotional game series. Oh ever. yeah! Absolutely. Oh my god, dude! I, yeah, I I got really invested in Red Dead Two. Um, I was really invested in Red Dead One. I haven't played Red Dead Two. I, see, I, I haven't. I haven't played Red Dead One. It takes up so much space on my computer. It's like, yeah. Oh, I know. It's a huge game. Um. So, on to uh, a big Blizzard title. Everybody knows Diablo. Uh, in the original Diablo. There was, uh, the, the fans became convinced that there was a secret cow level somewhere in the game. I have known of the secret cow. Yes, yes, you've heard, you've heard. Uh, a rumored secret area that was inhabited completely by hostile and dangerous cows. Uh, this rumor was somehow immediately accepted as fact by the community, and they... Began vigorously pursuing the, the internet was different back in the, the day. secret cow level. <laughs> it really some was. dude just randomly was like, "Hey yo, if you go into this room, you get there's a bunch of cows and they're hostile." And everybody was like, "Fuck yeah, let's do that!" Right? It must be real. And so players tried every scenario they could possibly think of in order to uh, trigger the secret cow level, um, and they never did get the satisfaction of fighting a horde of bovine enemies. Until until the release of Diablo 2, that is, uh, uh-huh. when players saw loading screen text declaring there is no cow level and the cow level is a lie, uh, they immediately knew that there was, in fact, a cow level and they were going <laughs> to fucking find it. Yep. It it was like, oh, I remember reading this story a long time ago and it was like fully one of those moments where it's like, uh, I don't even know what to 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 compare it to, because it's like every single time that they were like, no, no, they're not going to be in Smash, and then they were in Smash, <laughs> Minecraft, Steve, and Smash. Yeah. yeah, 
This um, oh. except for Waluigi, justice for Waluigi. God damn it! Give me Waluigi. Wow. Wow. Uh, since we're on the topic of cows, I do remember there was an urban legend that turned out to be true. Or I don't think it was an urban legend. I think it was the developers trying to fix an exploit. Are you talking about The Witcher? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The you can kill a bunch of cows. It was the best way hours. to farm money. Yeah, it was a great way to farm mm-hmm. money. If you do it like three or four times in a row, then this giant cow boss will spawn, and it it's was like a demon cow. And yeah, literally. the the best part about that is that you also get a big reward for killing the giant cow boss. So then it turned into people trying to quickly farm the cows as fast as they could, so that they could farm the cow boss for even more money. <laughs> I was never able to kill the cow boss at that. Oh point. no. Yeah, at that point in the game, whenever you're you don't have your right. shit level, yeah. you don't have any yeah. equipment. Well, that's why you're literally that's killing cows. Like that, that's RuneScape shit. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. god. RuneScape. Deep, deep memory. You know what? I actually, yeah. I can't believe I didn't get a single like RuneScape urban legend. Did you talk so about that one time when that virus spread throughout again? That was just a. That's just video game culture that was, history. Yeah, that was uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah. Yep. That that was a really interesting one. I did. I really wanted to find a way to fit that in here. It doesn't though. It's it's not an urban. It's legend. here though. It's just a cool one thing time, that <laughs> uh, Blizzard had a, in World of Warcraft. There was this virus. You guys probably heard about it. You get it. Okay, bye. Yep. It, it infected everyone. It killed a whole lot of NPCs and low level players and made people really upset. Actual scientists study the situation for yes. pandemic information. Yes, which is incredibly fascinating. Actually, absolutely wild. That's that's something we could probably do. Uh, a campfire tale on later. I have I have some, a couple other things that could go with that. Um, so in Diablo, after you fully completed the game uh, on any given difficulty and replayed it on the same difficulty, you could um, like transmute a, a Wurtz root or something like that um, in order to finally open the portal to the realm of the Cow King and his Hell Bovine. And I'm I'm not being funny at all. That is that is what the, the NPCs inside the cow level are called. They are called the Hell Bovine, and uh, the the boss is called the Cow King. The Cow King. Yes, the Cow King. The King of Cows. The King of Cows. Yep. If he was in um, if he was in Bloodborne, he'd have a weird German name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever the German word for murder and cow is, mm-hmm. like I am, combined. I am waiting for the cow. Bloodborne comes out on PC. I oh, so desperately want to play it Bloodborne. may very well never happen. I, I tried playing Sekiro. I got oh, that Sekiro's the, really good. I, I tried like playing it, but like it's so different from Dark Souls. It's going to mm-hmm. take me a long time to actually get used to it. It, yeah, it focuses more on parrying. It's, and it's, like, a, it's a rhythm game. Yeah, yeah. they all are. a rhythm game. They all are. With Dark, Dark Souls, Souls, you could so roll much. out of anything. Yeah, and- Dark Souls is a rhythm game, though. If you look it up, the 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 uh, bosses in Dark Souls, just like in these other games, are programmed on like waltz rhythms. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've I've seen a, a video that talked about that, but Sekiro is even more so a rhythm game. Yeah, than, yes. than with the Sekiro, others. I I got Bloodborne out of the first Sekiro, moon tower that you go to where you talk to the girl. And I got to the first mini boss, and I was like, "All right, this is going to be easy." And I've died around five times trying to kill him. Oh yeah, because he has so no, much it's, health. It's a hard like, game. Yeah, I deflected him perfect. I takes ten times to actually deflect him perfectly. I stab him once, and maybe a sliver of his health goes down. When, I when you get in the hang of it, so bad. When you get in the hang of it, you'll you'll blow through your entire new game plus in yeah. like a quarter of the time that it took you to beat it once, and it's incredibly rewarding to do it. Yeah, I definitely need to. I decided when I played Sekiro, it turns out that I 
for some reason, I'm cursed to always choose the most difficult path first in a game, even when I'm looking for the easy <laughs> yeah. path. And I played against one of the tougher enemies in the game, like third. Yeah. And so once I beat her, everything else was so easy. Oh, you did Madam Butterfly. Yeah. Uh, we beat, oh, shit. It, it took us like four sessions, me and my friend CJ, to beat Madam Butterfly. And once yeah. we did it, everything else was like, bam, 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 done. Yep. Like, yeah, dude, Madam Butterfly was a motherfucker. Wild. Yeah. Okay. I guess, okay. So, okay. I, I guess they were trying to make up for having easy ass butterfly bosses. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, so the in joke of the cow level with the community, uh, pretty much ascended to meme status. Uh, it's referenced in pretty much every other Blizzard developed game, and uh, several completely different franchises like uh, Goat Simulator. Nice. Goat Simulator I love Goat has Simulator. Has a, a not so secret cheap level. I think. Mm. Yep. <laughs> it's awesome. It's funny. Now, uh, I like the one where you can become a devil goat. Yeah. That one's yep. fun. Mission. Yeah. That was a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. You like, you can goat shout people. Yeah. Goat born. Goat yeah. born. Goat yeah. born is fun. <laughs> um, so in Capcom's iconic 1991 game, Street Fighter 2, an unfortunate mistranslation led players to believe that there was a secret final boss waiting to be found and challenged. One of the player characters, uh, Ryu, had a line that was translated as, you must defeat Shin Long to stand a chance. What it was supposed to say was something to the effect of, um, you need to be able to withstand my flying dragon punch to stand a chance, or something like that. That makes sense. But because they translated it as, you must defeat Shin Long to stand a chance, they made it sound like there was uh, another secret boss or enemy that was around somewhere that was waiting for some special condition to trigger it. Um, Electronic Gaming Monthly Magazine picked up on this immediately and published a story theorizing that the secret boss could be fought by beating the game under extreme conditions like never taking a single hit of damage. Uh, Rumors like that turned out to be false, um, but they did inspire the addition of Shin Long to the Street Fighter canon. So far to date, Shin Long still you can't play as him or mm-hmm. fight against him in any of the Street Fighter games. Uh, but the developers have uh, added him to the canon and made him the sensei of two of the biggest characters, uh, Ryu and Kin. Nice. Yep. Okay. Heartwarming. It's, it's We're funny. on to my favorite story. I have so much to say about this one. Um. I'm just going to dive right into it. This, Do this it. one's This one's going to blow your mind. You're going to love this. I'm ready. On December 26, 2007, a PlayStation forum user named Ascadia. <gasps> yeah, you're, it's already blown. Already blown. Just, just from PlayStation forum user. Uh, Ascadia created a thread titled, Quest for the Last Big Secret, Mysteries of Shadow of the Colossus. Nice. I love this one, too. Oh, one. do you know this one? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. So the very first post that Escadia created contained no less than 1,000 words explaining his theory that there was one last secret to be uncovered in the 2005 adventure RPG. He called it the theory of intersecting points, explaining that the game had a focus on uh, different points with lines drawn between them that intersected. Um, and there was even evidence of that in one of the game's uh, earliest cutscenes. It straight up said it. 
Um, also, I glossed over it because I was so excited to start this. Um, I have to give big shout out to a YouTuber named Jacob Geller who did an incredible breakdown of this uh, this entire story. It's a like 22 minute long video that he did examining the entire thing. Mm-hmm. He deep dives it. He puts it really well. I used his video as uh, my main source for everything that I got here. I wanted to read. I wanted to go and read through this post through the entire thread myself. Yeah, but I did not have the time. <laughs> um, so Escadia went on to explain that four glyphs in the central sim in in the central temple of the map coincided with four locations in the broader game world. They were really abstract, mm-hmm. the glyphs, but um, if you looked at them just the right way, you could see that they coincided with these different points on the map. So he laid them over the map and then found the point where they intersected. And this all came together to create his theory. The location where the lines drawn between the points intersected, he claimed, is where the game's final secret was lying in wait for a dedicated to community for a dedicated community to work together and discovered. Uh, responses on the thread were really simple at first. They were suggesting obvious solutions with just really simple game mechanics, um, like using rare items where the points converge to trigger some spectacular cutscene or secret or something. Yep. Um, another five full pages of trial and error from dozens of users later, Ascadia summarizes in the thread what's been done so far and uh, what still needs to be tried. You can just see the optimism in the in the thread in the early uh, parts like that. Yeah, and uh, all the other users yeah, are just as optimistic. Yeah, it's right at, it's right at the top where it's like everybody's like, "Oh yeah, that's a great theory. Let's see if that's real." And then they're right. like, "Let's all try to get it together." And mm-hmm. then like cut to three, four, five months later, or whatever. Well, it they they remain pretty optimistic for a long time. Um, so they all stay really hopeful that they can try to come together and discover this final secret that the game's creator, uh, Fumito Ueda, uh, put in the game. And his, Ueda's attention to detail in um, his previous game, uh, Eco, mm-hmm. was like staggering. Yeah. It's little things like the way uh, characters' clothes moved in the wind were incredibly accurate to real life. And uh, that was a, a big part of what made him think that there had to be another secret somewhere out there. Okay, so while all of this may at first sound like some crazy conspiracy theory, the introductory post points out a bunch of things about what I was just talking about with Ueda's uh, attention to detail. It really can't be understated, and there's evidence to back the claim up. Uh, the thread would continue for over 562 pages of over 5,662 individual posts over the next nine years. Holy fuck. Nine uh, years. Yes, nine years. Nearly a full decade. Uh, forum members would eventually come to call themselves the Secret Seekers. Of course they did. Why wouldn't they? Which is pretty cheesy, but I like it. I... I I support the secret seekers. Secret I'm, seekers. I'm here for it. Yeah. Secret secrets keep whatever. <laughs> secret secret se- secret secrets se- hurt someone. Some there it is. <laughs> sure. Uh, one forum member even later claimed to have had the entire thread printed and bound as a book. I believe that. 
I do too. I, I fully believe that. Well, because people got really, really invested in this. Like, oh, I, yeah. it's it's absurd. People dug so deep into this game to try and find the, this mysterious final secret. Um, different in ideas. Vain. Yeah. Well, you'll see. Well. Uh, different ideas of what needed to be done were cropping up every single day, ranging from really simple to completely absurd. One player even suggested trying everything that they had already tried on their 16th playthrough of the game, given that the game had 16 colossi to defeat, possibly spawning a 17th colossus to take down. So 16 was a big important number, obviously, because that was how many bosses there were. So maybe, why not, right? Mm -hmm. uh, games have buried hidden secrets deeper than that before, so it still didn't work. Uh, the community's tireless search for the final secret was indicative of the age-old tradition of searching for hidden content. Yep. And we, and we do this in real life. Oh, yeah. We do this in real life. It's not much different from what we do when we examine urban legends here on the show. Not at all. It's we're essentially searching for the hidden content in our real world. And that's what I love so much about this story. Um, rumors began on the thread of an interview with Ueda where the lead designer stated there that there was still more to be found, but no one was ever able to produce any evidence of that quote. Uh, all the while, in the area where the theory of intersecting points led the players, there was a massive stone door, unopenable by any means discovered by the secret seekers thus far. And why would that tantalizing door be there at all if there wasn't something behind it? It's not going to be just decoration. That's not typically how games were coded you it's do things like, out of necessity it's not like god of war where they added the doorways to the realms that they planned on releasing as dlc in the main game like a bunch of jackasses <laughs> um they're even so on GameFAX, there was this twenty-five thousand word like book report about um all these weird minute details because there wasn't a whole lot of um text explaining stuff in the game so they they were trying to figure out stuff in this 25,000 word article about like why is the main character's horse so big bro what yeah his his horse his horse was too big for him so what wh why and that's part of what made up a 25,000 word uh game facts report it's because his horse is the 17th colossus <gasps> Don, you figured it out. Yeah, you have to bang your horse 16 <laughs> times under a full moon yeah. while eating peyote. No, no, no. That's <laughs> the one we've just discussed. That's how you become Bigfoot. Right. You have to become Bigfoot to fight the horse colossus. That's just Tuesday for PCPP. That's true. PCPP, get help. <laughs> get help. Uh, surely the explanation had to be out there somewhere for how to find this final secret. It was a known fact that Ueda had originally intended to implement 48 different colossi into the game before cutting it down to 16 before the final release. So why wouldn't it make sense that there was just one more out there to find? Uh, players began abusing glitches to try and find it. They still found nothing. The forum got to a point where it was like a cult and yeah. people would dogpile anyone who would dispute the claim that there was a, a final secret to be found 
And even uh, people were seen in the thread relating their belief in the secret to the faith that a religious follower feels in their deity. Like, that's they, too much. That hey, serious. guys, just that's too much. <laughs> they're, they're that Don't serious. ever, ever, ever become that. That's too much. <laughs> Back it off a little bit. Put it down for a minute. Okay? It's too much. Back up. You'll so, be okay. Finally, uh, over, over a year and a half into all of this, uh, August of 2008, a user by the name of Peakol PL, who I'll just call Peakol. PCPP. He linked a video to his YouTube channel demonstrating his use of emulation. No, so, that's Peyote Peter. I, I apologize. <laughs> Peyote Peter? Yeah. <laughs> no, fuck. We can't keep adding new characters. Why? I don't have a good reason. Keep adding I'll your characters. I'll always do it. We need t-shirts, damn it. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, so, Peekle was using emulation, playing the game on PC in order to modify game elements and explore previously unreachable areas of the game world. So, he walks into this thread, basically like like a god among men, and he's walking through walls, flying over the map, and... He finally, I have unlocked the secrets. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yep. He and he was he was like real cool guy about it with his first post too. He rolled up in there like and dropped the link like check this out, guys. I think you'll find it interesting. Mm. <laughs> and then everybody's like losing Mike their shit. Drop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because no, nobody had done this yet. They they had been doing stuff like coinciding with each other. Like, okay, if you jump just this way, just right, you can get on top of this rock. And uh, I had to stop playing there because it took me three hours to figure out how to get on top of that rock. Um, so if anybody can figure out how to get to the next rock from there, let me know and we'll keep trading information. Yeah. And people had been doing that for months, trying to get over like individual pieces of map geometry. And then this man, <laughs> this man comes onto the thread like, hey, check it out, guys. I'm a, a god. So I can fly. He comes along and he's finally able to prove Without a shadow of a doubt, there was nothing behind the mystical door. There was no 17th Colossus waiting to be, waiting to be discovered. Uh, Pickle ended up working with an active YouTuber named Nomad Colossus to comprehensively map out the entire game world. Uh, inside the playable area and out of bounds with all the different uh, glitches and everything that they used. And through it all, they found no great final secret. They did find some really interesting stuff out of ban out of bounds like a a big dam was like way way out out of bounds there were um like huge huge planes that mm -hmm. were just really really glitchy um yeah. around the map and uh, all of that no no big secret colossus but they ma they mapped out the entire game world so comprehensively that the developers for the 2018 remake of Shadow of the Colossus used their mapping and videos as reference That's, for recreating the game. I was just going to say how impressive, even without them finding a secret or whatever, yeah. how impressive it is every time I learn about a new game. Like, mm -hmm. anytime you hear about a speed run, it's the most impressive feat of. God, game yeah. playing you've ever seen or heard it's, about it's absolutely wild and the, the shit fact that people that come up with these developers the official developers went back and used this fan-made thing 
as reference for the remaster yes. is fucking amazing. So not only did they use it as reference, they uh, gave credit to Nomad Colossus. In they gave a special thanks to nice. him in the in the credits. And they phrased it as a special thanks to Nomad Colossus and the 79 Steps to Enlightenment. And that was one of the last things that popped up on the credits for the remake. And it's like, the what? The 79 Steps to Enlightenment? What the fuck is that? So now the thread gets Buddhist? active again. <laughs> That's a Buddhist thing, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it? It may very well be. But so the thread becomes active again because all of a sudden in the remake, a in clue. the yes, exactly. There's it's so people cling on to this. What the fuck are the seventy nine steps of it's like every time Oda Sensei says anything. <laughs> yeah. That's the guy that wrote One Piece just for my guys here who don't necessarily <laughs> uh-huh. need to know that. No, I know I knew yeah. that. Yeah, but whenever H or Oda says anything, people are like, <gasps> "God has spoken." <laughs> Um, so we're talking about a full decade after people started this threat, after Escadia's initial post, 10 years later, um, they finally have something solid to go on the 79 steps of enlightenment. That's pretty so crazy. Honestly. Through, throughout the map, there were these 79 little, uh, glowing golden sparkles in the world mm-hmm. and you could collect those. It, they're so well hidden that it's even finding one is yeah. borderline miraculous. Well, unless you're you know, modifying game files, emulating yeah. that kind of thing. Upon collecting all seventy nine, you were finally able to open that fucking door. That's cool as fuck. And I'm you, gonna be honest. That's cool. Right. And so you would walk down this long tunnel into a small antechamber. And you would find a incredibly impressive looking sword and a throne. Now, to anyone who wasn't involved in this, that may not seem like a lot. But to people who spent hundreds of hours, people were looking to the Bible yeah. for references about this. They were looking <laughs> at 19th century uh, books about uh, lore about giants and colossi trying to find some clue and a lot of it related. Yeah. A a shocking amount of it related to the game. Um, And they finally got to open the fucking door all that time later. It took over a decade and a full remake of the game as well as just an infinite amount of cheating <laughs> to yeah, discover yeah. that there was nothing. But Is it cheating when you accomplish something that fucking cool? No, I, it's like, not. Like, like again, I bring up speed runs because yeah. it's the same thing when you watch people do like you know the hundred and twenty star runs on Super Mario, yeah. and it's fucking miraculous. It's literally, insane. it's insane what these yep. people can do on these games. Yeah, you know, like those people that do the speed runs on Dark Souls with no hits. Yo, mm-hmm. have you seen that run where he made it through the entire Soulsborne series back to back to back, no hits? Yes, no, yeah, haven't. that mm-hmm. shit was a feat, dude. He like cried. <laughs> yeah, when he, when he I did. cried. <laughs> I, I was. It was. It was emotional. It was wild. It was like hours and hours of this man just. F- fucking this shit all the way up. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Uh, I did a I did a no hit run of Sekiro. I was really proud of myself. Nice. Yeah, 
Yep. Nice. I try to do no hit runs of Zelda, but I'm not good at games. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I love this story so much because it just ur- urban legends are almost like real life Easter eggs. Yeah. In that we have to really dig deep into things to find the the truth behind them, and. It's just this is like a microcosm of what real life is like, except in video games, everything is finite. It's yeah. all it's all code. Yeah, it can be taken apart. It's and readable, examined. And that's something that science attempts to do with our real world, too. With, you know, we physics and math and it all all, all of that comes together and makes up what is basically the code of of real life of of our universe and we need to data mine that shit <laughs> yeah. and, and figure out. I'm trying to connect to the Matrix later tonight. I'll let you know how it goes. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, heard. All right, let me know. Let me know. I'm trying to eat that weird gray shit. Well, I mean, I'm going to bring food. Wait, damn it. You can't. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, while our world and the virtual worlds of video games share the phenomenon of ur- urban legends... Uh, the biggest difference is that everything inside of a virtual world can be reduced to those lines of codes. Anything coded into a video game can be tested to find the definite truth, and if only our world could be so simple. That's cool. Yeah, That was a good... I like that, because of the Shadow Colossus one, I've, I remember when they learned that you could ride the birds if you caught one. Yeah, mm-hmm. And that shit blew my fucking mind, yep. and I bought a copy of the game again to, just to try it I mean, out. I, I wanted to play the whole game uh, just so to have cool. more reference on this stuff. I want to play it again. It's good. I, yeah, this, I need this, to get the remaster. This episode has made me want to spend my money on yeah. <laughs> video games. Oh, good. Maybe someone will sponsor us. Yeah, sponsor us. <laughs> if you want these dulcet, chaotic tones, you just let us know, and we will sponsor the fuck out of you. Unless we hate you. Yeah, unless we hate you, uh, we're not we're not gonna accept Raid Shadow Legends. Don't worry, you'll never hear Fucking... about Raid Shadow Legends on this podcast. <laughs> we won't subject you to that gotcha game bullshit if we can help it. We can. We we can we're we can we can help. We it. can help it. <laughs> <laughs> and don't be coming at us with that wee bullshit. I will sponsor me undies on the condition that they send me the most comfortable pair of underwear I've ever worn. True. I don't know if they can do that or not. I just want a pair that's got the little pocket for the nuts. Yeah. You know talking about? A little nut pocket? A little nut pocket yeah. that, that keeps your grundle clean and dry. Yeah. That's that's all I'm asking for. It's basically a male pad. Yeah. I just want one pair of those. I'll never wash them. You wash <laughs> your underwear? <laughs> I just throw them away when I'm done. Just get yeah. a new pair. Yeah. 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 God, that must get fucking expensive, dude. I didn't know how expensive Bro, boxers were until I was like 19. I could not. <laughs> that shit. I, that's why, hey, people, if y'all ever wonder why men have holes in their underwears, because they charge us out the ass. <laughs> yeah. for, so that's kid, why we man. blow out the we ass. Blow, we yeah. blow that shit until it's, until it's disintegrated. I'll, I'll wear boxers like a G-string. <laughs> fully. Fully. <laughs> until, until I cannot wear them anymore. They're too expensive. Sponsor us, me undies. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I think that about does it for video game urban legends. Yeah, Ooh. stay tuned for next time. We're gonna do well at some point in the future. It, it is the holidays as we're recording this. It's in between Christmas and Thanksgiving, 
So we're uh, just past Thanksgiving, not quite at Christmas. So it's going to be a little bit of a hectic time for us right now, as it is usually this year, this time of year. Um, but eventually, we're going to have a Ben Drowned deep dive I as a Campfire that, Tales. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be fun. We're probably going to be doing a Hero Brine for anybody who who noted that that missing from the episode. We'll be doing a Hero Brine one. I think nah, Brandon I left might it be out back for I hated that it. one. Um, <laughs> I don't know about Hero Brine, but <laughs> I left it out because it's boring. <laughs> well, we'll see what we do, but we'll get to some more video game urban legends. And uh, Josh, tell them where they can find us. They can find us everywhere, Ruben. They can find us on all the social media sites except the ones that I don't post on, which are all of them except Facebook. But we're there, and we're there. And, you, and you, you Facebook is hit and miss sometimes. Yeah, I, <laughs> I haven't posted anything this week. Um, we're three adult men with real jobs. Yeah, it's it's rough. It's hard out here. I I spent like eight consecutive hours on this last night, and that was uh that was all the energy that I had to do anything for the next month. And that was so. after my man got off work too. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I got home at midnight. I was up until nine a.m. I ain't judging. I could be posting stuff on Facebook too. <laughs> so I'm not I, judging. Yeah, we all could. Um, yeah. I I keep forgetting because I keep downloading like. Cause I always do like the, the midweek, you know, this, you know, upcoming episode picture with, yeah. the, and I, I download, I, I keep forgetting. I download it on my phone mm-hmm. and realize I don't have the font on my phone. So I have to do it on my laptop. Yeah. So it's always like, fuck. So anyway, after that peek behind the curtain, find us on Spotify, Apple yes. podcast, all, all the shit, give Podbean. The, give, give us the clicks. Give us yeah. the clicks, the Literally ratings, the, the thumbs. The smallest yeah. thing that you can do to give us support is uh, give us the five-star rating. Give us the follow on Spotify. I need them five stars. It's, they're all to help PCPP. Stars. They, yeah, they, <laughs> they all, 100% of your five-star reviews go towards helping PCPP get better. Yes. It's true. He's trying, guys. He's trying. He took a shower for the first time in his life last week. Wow. He did? Oh, man. Oh, that's in his great. life? In his life. Was he born as a PCP addict? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Okay. I'm surprised His you mom was that. on PCP, too. Her name was... <laughs> <laughs> Her name was PCP Petunia. <laughs> want to thank brandon for joining us in this episode he, yeah even though he ran away yeah, early he had to he bail a date yeah he had a date 16 year old and having a fucking life and meaningful relationships yeah. Fuck with his peers. that's bullshit when yeah. i was 16 i was sat depressed. in my room played video games and smoked weed when i was 16 Smoke i weed, sat in my day. room played video games and didn't retain most of my memories from trauma <laughs> <laughs> and when i was 16 uh God was in third grade. Fuck <laughs> 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 you. You know, I specifically tried to stay away from language like all that time ago in yonder year of 2003 because I didn't want you to go like, oh, you're going to make me feel old if 2003 was a long time ago. <laughs> no, like I said, I I had an Atari 2600. I remember when yeah. Pac-Man looked like he was wearing a Devo hat. I... And it was bump bump bump. Wow 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 wow. No, the, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It was bump 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 bump. 
literally that loud. <laughs> bad, bad, yes. bad. Mm-hmm. It's very bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, that about wraps it up. Uh, thank you guys for joining thank us. Thank you so much. And, this is the uh, first episode I hosted, wrote a script for. I hope I didn't ruin it. Yeah, don't tell them, guys. Yeah, just um, spare my feelings, please. Yeah. I'm sensitive. Yeah, this will be the last episode he ever writes. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, Wait. eat the rich. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>